listening to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Eshelman. Every Wednesday at the Gubin Museum of Art in Chelsea, we present a meditation session led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly practice. If you would like to join us in person, please visit our website at rubinmuseum.org slash meditation. We are proud to be partnering with Sharon Salzberg and the teachers from the Interdependence Project. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of a related artwork chosen from the Rubin Museum's permanent collection. And now, please enjoy your practice. My name is Dawn Eshelman, and um, boy, it's been a difficult week. I think it's been a difficult week uh, for me, personally, maybe for, for some of us in the room to different degrees, and for our country. And um, I think we're all reeling to a certain extent from the current wave of tragic shootings from Orlando to Louisiana to Minnesota to Dallas, Texas. And it is such a, a privilege and a pleasure to take refuge in our meditation practice. And um, in addition to that, I think it's important to remember that we meditate not to hide from the world or from uh, difficult circumstances, but to really learn how to engage intentionally and with compassion with ourselves and with each other. And so it is in that spirit that we are bringing this session to you today and really framing it around a response to this epidemic and a call to action. And that brings us to our theme today, which is healing ourselves, healing the world. Free. I am so thankful that Kate Johnson is here to guide us today. Um, and she actually suggested this theme of healing ourselves, healing our world to us several weeks ago. Kate works at the intersections of spiritual practice, social action, and creative expression, and we are just so grateful that it is her who's guiding us today. We are about to be in very good hands. Kate Johnson teaches mindful yoga in New York City public schools and Buddhist meditation at the Interdependence Project. She holds a BFA in dance from the Alvin Ailey School at Fordham University and a master's in performance studies from NYU. She has trained at Spirit Rock Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project, Laughing Lotus Yoga, and the Presencing Institute. And she has just announced that she is working on a book about waking up to power and oppression as a spiritual practice. And that will be published by Parallax Press in the fall of 2017. Please welcome back Kate Johnson. So yeah, I'm really excited to be here with you today, and thank you for um, coming and you know expressing your willingness to to work with your own heart and mind and the relationship between our individual um, uh, hearts and minds and um, the ways in which we show up in the world, our collective heart and mind. Um, and yeah, it was just so amazing that uh, this topic of healing ourselves, healing our our world. Um, was certainly something that, that's been on my mind and seems now particularly relevant, um, uh, the desire for healing. 
And um, when we looked at this, this piece of art um, and thinking about the kind of approaching the, the body with, with mindfulness as a microcosm of our, our um, outer world, um, I was remembering this um, uh, analogy that the Buddha was sometimes described as a, a doctor, right? And that the early teaching of the Buddha on the Four Noble Truths is sometimes um, framed in terms of a, a diagnosis so that um, it was said that the Buddha taught that, the, that there is suffering that exists and this is a, a symptom of a cause which is said to be clinging so that the, the disease here is really the um, uh, needing things to be other than they are or pushing things away, um, uh, hatred, <laughs> um, ignorance, um, aggression. That these are said to be the, the root causes of the, the symptom, which is suffering. And that moving forward in this, this framework of the Four Noble Truths, the, um, the third truth is said to be that, um, that it's possible, that there's a cure that's possible for this disease, that liberation is possible, and that the fourth noble truth is the prescription for, that the Dr. Buddha offers us, um, that, uh, that there's a path out of suffering, and that one aspect of this path is meditation. Um, so, you know, this is, this is how it's said to work in our individual kind of body, mind, heart system, and I've been thinking about the ways in which we might understand um, suffering and clinging in our social system, kind of within our, within our social body. Um, and just, you know, hanging out with the idea that um, when we exist in an interdependent system um, in which we're all somewhat um, near or far or more far but um, inherently interconnected with um, the people and the animals and the earth all around us, um, that when there's clinging in an aspect of the system, uh, everyone suffers, right? Not everyone's oppressed, but everyone suffers. And, and sometimes the people that suffer most are not actually the people who are clinging most, especially when we look at issues of power, um, money, uh, wrong views with relationship to race. And so um, I don't think it's... Uh, too bold to say that it seems like our, our social body is um, sick right now. It seems to be not well. Um, and that part of this illness seems to be um, related to racial bias, which I've been thinking of as, a, as really a disease of perception. Um, one that can be explored on an individual basis in terms of what, what our own internal attitudes of heart and mind are with respect to um, our own uh, kind of racial identity or the racial identity of others, um, but uh, one that is also reinforced by our institutions so that it's like, you know, there are these ideas that we might have, um, I would say even before ideas, their views, right, um, that we've picked up from the environment, from our families, from media, um, and then they're further reinforced by um, institutions like healthcare and education, um, uh, they're all kind of slanted in, in the direction of benefiting people who have lighter skin. So um, you might be thinking at this point, you know, what does this have to do with mindfulness? <laughs> um, 
I think that um, I keep thinking back to this this idea of meditation as medicine, that um, this is one of the um, tools that the Buddha offered as a prescription for what, what hurts us individually and collectively. And I think when it comes to working with racial bias, um, mindfulness can, can be healing in a number of ways. Um, one is simply by establishing a relationship to our own minds that is one of um, kindness and curiosity. And that can sound um, uh, almost opposite of what we think when we we'd talk about diving in and looking at um, the places in which we might have held wrong views that we didn't even mean to pick up but suddenly find, like, suddenly find that they're there. Um, also kindness when we find that we've been hurt, you know? that we're hurting um, because someone's harmed us individually or we're hurting because we see our brothers and sisters hurting and we feel it um, as if it was happening to us um, or we understand that perhaps it could happen to us. So there's this way in which we can um, cultivate a kind of awareness that is um, patient and kind and allows whatever is arising in the moment to um, be known in such a way that we can transform our relationship to it, and that that itself is a is a is a healing. Right? And that cultivation of kindness, um, of the wish for happiness and well-being and protection and safety for ourselves and for others, can be a ground for what I think is a a, a second form of healing available through mindfulness practice, which is just um, ability to see clearly what's what's really true for us, um, to look at our own minds and hearts with uh, unfiltered and without um, denial. Um, and that this is a really brave thing to do, and it's really an act of love to kind of go in and investigate our own um, attitudes, to investigate the ways that we may have been um, hurt or harmed, um, and our reactions to those harms. Um, but the way that I understand it, it's like, you know, we sit and we settle and we establish this kind, um, gentle holding container for our experience with our own awareness. And that in this container, um, sometimes, uh, sometimes we, we drop through contemplation or sometimes, you know, they just present themselves. Um, you know, memories of times that we've been harmed, memories at times that, that people have harmed us. And that by allowing our mindfulness to actually gently rest and um, softly um, investigate, you know, what, what was that like? Um, we start to learn how it is that we suffer and that the mind and heart like naturally want to be free. And so if we can actually um, engage, the practice is called um, wise reflection, yoniso manasikara in, in Pali. If we can actually take our awareness and gently and, and kindly graze over the places that we um, discover suffering, um, where we discover wrong views, where we discover that we've been harmed, um, that the mind and heart start to learn how it is that that happened and, and um, naturally start to let go of what um, doesn't serve us anymore. So I'd love to um, have us dive into practice. And um, as Don mentioned, there'll be time for us to um, discuss if you'd like to, in optional um, small groups after this, this um, practice. The first thing that I'd like to do is something that I've been doing often in my own personal practice, and it's reciting the Metta Sutta, um, which is not necessarily um, 
it's not, it's not like a religious practice, um, but the Metta Sutta was a teaching that the Buddha gave on how to love. Um, and one of the phrases that I, I think of often with this practice, um, it was, uh, he, he said, um, just as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should we um, protect all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world. And so in this sutta, um, it's an instruction that is kind of guided in expanding the range of our hearts further and further out to slowly start to encompass um, all beings without exception. Um, so I'll chant this in the Pali, and um, if, if it speaks to you, please feel free to um, connect with your own intention, uh, um, you know, what you love, what you care about um, in this world, and um, your heartfelt wish for uh, freedom freedom for yourself and freedom for um, our whole uh, social body. Um, and then after that, we'll, I'll guide you in just a brief um, <coughs> mindfulness of breathing practice to help us just settle and get in touch with um, the physical body, which is always a really great um, and accessible place to rest our awareness when we feel overwhelmed, um, when we feel like we're spinning out. Um, to actually come back to um, the sensations of the body, which are only happening in the present moment. And then at the end of the practice, I'll guide us in a brief contemplation um, that will um, be an opportunity to reflect on um, harm, and if it feels good, to um, kind of ask in a um, kind of energetic way for, uh, for healing and for forgiveness, okay? So um, you can go ahead and uh, just get comfortable. Close your eyes if you'd like, or just soften them to the space in front of you. And um, I'll recite the sutta. It's just a, a minute or two, um, and then we'll move into a silent practice. So you know, contemplating your intention for love and liberation, or just you know, sitting back and listening, feeling your feet on the floor, feeling your body breathing. Um, I do this with my hands, but you certainly don't have to. <laughs> Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa karaniya mata kusalena yantam santam padamabhisamecha sako ujucha sujucha suacho cha samudu anatimani santu sakocha subarocha abakicho cha salahalukavuti Santindriocha nipakocha, apagabo kule suananugido, nacha kadam samachare kinji, yena venu pare upawadeum, sukinoa kemino hontu, sabe sata parantu sukitata, yekechi panabutati, tasawata wara Diga yewa mahantawa, majima rasa kanu katula. Ditawa yewa adita, 
Yeche dure basanti awe dure. Utawa sambawe siwa sabe satabawantu sukitata. Naparo param nikubeta. Natimanye takata chinam kanchi. Biarosana patigasanya. Nanya manya sa dukamicheya. Matayata niyam putam. Ayusa e kaputam anurake. Ewampi sababutesu. Manasamba waye aparimanam. Didin charam nisinoa. Saya no waya wa tasawigatamigo. Etam sati maditeya. Brahma metam viharuham idamahu. Ditincha anupagama siliwa. Dasane na sampano. Kamesu ineagedam. So taking a moment to just um, imagine and feel your heart's intention uh, radiating out um, in front of you and behind you, to the left and the right of you, above you and below you. And just this tender feeling of an open heart. The courage to love and the willingness to act in love. start to bring your awareness into the center of your chest, into the heart space. Just notice that you're breathing, that you've been breathing all along. And that this breath has been with you all your life. So thinking about it as a, a friend and companion. One that can help you ventilate your experience so that any sensations that are in the heart, any um, tenderness, any um, stickiness, any longing, um, that the breath starts to make more space around it. And we can breathe it in and move it through. From time to time, the mind will um, wander to another body sensation or another thought. See if you can, for the next 10 minutes or so, invite the awareness to stay with the heart. So that with our own awareness, we're demonstrating to ourselves, you know, I won't abandon this heart. I'll stay here with this heart. This heart that I have is the perfect one to love with and to practice with.
And if you like to help maintain an awareness on the breath, as you breathe in, you can silently say to yourself, breathing in. And as you breathe out, silently say to yourself, breathing out, just acknowledging what's true with the breath at this moment. I'll be here quietly for a couple minutes. Every few minutes, just renewing our commitment to be present with the heart and the feeling of breathing in the heart space. Just this one breath in, one breath out, making space, relaxing. Intending to whatever's there.
Drawing the sensations of breathing into the foreground of the experience. Being curious, oh, what's this, what's this in-breath feel like? What's this out-breath feel like in the heart? And so with this attitude of um, kindness, of open-heartedness, and the willingness to feel, I'll just um, guide you in a, a contemplation before we close the practice. So I'll invite you, if it feels okay, to reflect on a time when um, you may have hurt someone by... misunderstanding uh, who they are, misperception. Um, They might have inadvertently or in some other way caused harm um, because of uh, who you perceive someone else to be, Um, some aspect of their identity that you saw and made meeting out of, maybe said or did something that you're not proud of. It doesn't have to be the worst thing, but just... If there's anything that you can remember, a mistake you made, a, a word that you used that didn't fit. 
what it felt like. And then as if you could see that person or that group of people in front of you, just take a moment to reflect on for them and for yourself that there was suffering that happened in that moment and there was harm. And so with your heart saying to them, you know, I care about this suffering. And I humbly ask for your forgiveness. Just seeing what that feels like. And then letting that um, contemplation go, taking a breath or two, and clearing out the space of the heart. And now taking a moment to um, remember a time, um, perhaps there was a time in your own life where um, someone made an assumption about you based on what they perceived your identity to be. Your race, your gender, your class. Remembering that moment, turning your awareness towards your own heart and just saying to yourself, I care about this suffering. May this suffering be eased. May this wound be healed. And if you feel so moved, um, you don't have to, but if you feel moved to, you might even offer um, to the other person um, to the extent that it's possible a, a gesture or a word of forgiveness. Only if it feels appropriate. go, take another breath or two. And then finally, um, taking a moment to reflect on a time when you might have um, said or done something to yourself that was unkind. Um, So some way that you internalized messages about who you are from outside. clamped yourself down or um, told yourself you weren't good enough or didn't belong. And just take a moment to uh, reflect on that and then um, again the phrase, I care about this suffering. May I be free of this suffering and to the extent that it's possible I forgive myself in this moment. go and just taking a couple of deep breaths, feeling the feet on the floor and the seat on the cushion. Connecting with your heart's intention. And I'll close the practice with the sound of a bell.
you for your practice. That concludes this week's practice. If you'd like to attend in person, please check out our website, rubenmuseum.org meditation to learn more. Sessions are free to Rubin Museum members, just one of the many benefits of membership. Thank you for listening. Have a mindful day.